All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher here, back with another episode of Total CEO. Hey, guys, I'll tell you, one of the guys and gals, I know we're busy running our businesses and all kinds of things are happening. And one of the things that, you know, I've learned in my career is you're usually doing something for the first time. And so for me, like right now, I have a 16-year-old, and so we have a new driver in the house. Well, what experience do I have with a 16-year-old driver? I don't. So I'm in makeup mode. Well, that's kind of what happens in our business, right? We're we're new new venture, right? We're always doing something new today. Well, how do you kind of get there if you're always in guest mode? Well, I love the idea of who my guest is today because he has been successful in rapid growth companies. And since a lot of you are that, I thought it'd be a wonderful guest to have on our show. William, I just want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for being on today. Well, thank you, Vinny, for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So, William, you are um, the founder and creator of Anterian, and you guys are a professional coaching company. Is that right? That is correct. Awesome. So, you sound like a fun guy to talk to. So, we're all business operators, right? Here at Total CEO, our sister company, Fully Accountable, we are operators of businesses, right? And our whole community does that as well. And so our vision here is to help them in, in the business operation every day. So I want to start out with some really fun questions. But before we get there, can you give us a, a 5,000 foot view of, of who you are so people can engage with who they're listening to? Okay. Well, I spent the bulk of my career in Southern California where I built four rapid growth companies. I raised angel capital, venture capital, been through the IPO process, and, and had a ball building my four companies. After some, I One at a time? Yep, one at a time. All right, that's good news. Great. Got yeah, I built, as a matter of fact, I built two manufacturing, one high-tech and one service company. Okay. And then after some, my fourth company, I got recruited by venture capital to fix some of the investments they made that weren't going as well as they wanted. Yeah, right. So... I was doing that and having a ball doing that when, for family reasons, I moved from California to Florida. And when I got to Florida, I went into business culture shock because they didn't have any of the structure or infrastructure that existed in California. So I had to reinvent myself. And after 40 years of building companies, uh, I took a look at things. And I said, you know what? It was the business coaches that I used through my career that helped me achieve the successes that I've achieved. And so now I'm giving back by sharing my experience, my knowledge, and my wisdom with entrepreneurs that are trying to scale and grow their companies. So, fact, okay, so that's great. So uh, I think that's pretty sufficient. People get that part about you. So what, um, where do you find in your business the biggest challenge uh, of growing um, your coaching enterprise. What's the biggest challenge you're having right now? The biggest challenge any business has is finding. Well, I don't, you don't know every business. I want to. I want to know your <laughs> biggest challenge. I don't want to know the theory um, of other businesses. I want to know yours. Well, ours is is marketing as always. Marketing is your business. So yeah. Well, marketing is is how you find your prospects, and that's how you build your business. So, um. You know, without marketing, you're you're not going to be able to find those prospects, and that's our constant challenge is okay. updating our marketing. And so, uh, what what's been the most? So this is great. Here we go. I love getting right into the weeds. This is so much better than theory and all that. So what are what are our audience? By the way, big givers too. So um, as you continue to develop the strategy out of marketing, what are the parts? 
within that that are uh, are working? Let's not actually I don't even want to start there. What are the challenges in 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 the marketing piece that you need to address right now? Because marketing means a lot, right? Well, to us, the the challenges we address because. Our goal is to take all of our client companies to help them scale at least to $100 million or larger. But and not every company is capable of doing that, right? No, not every company is. And so, so you're in, your, in your intake process, you'll, will you only take on a business if you see the ability of it to get to $100 million? No. We'll, we'll take on companies. If they only want to grow to 30 or $50 million, we're happy to help them as well. Okay. So your goal isn't to get everybody $100 million? No. Your goal is to help them substantially rapidly grow, right? Correct. That's why some of them might grow to thirty million. Some of them might grow to one hundred million. Um, do you know, like, what an ideal avatar for you looks like? You know, that's a really good question. The marketing department beats me up on all the time. Yeah, <laughs> really hard so, to market to everybody, right? Yeah, it is. It's very difficult. So we're we're really looking for companies in the low eight figures, maybe a high seven figures that are wanting to scale and grow, that want to get to 50 million or 100 million or more. Um, so, but that all takes passion. And- uh, Well, wouldn't you say that most, I mean, including me, right? Most entrepreneurs, we wake up every day believing that we're, we're one better strategy or one thing this or a couple customers. We all, we, we don't wake up wanting to have a, a six figure business. We all have baby seven-figure businesses or maybe even baby eight-figure businesses. They're going to beat 100 million. So what's usually the biggest problem? I probably kind of self-answered that question. Well, like there's – you. What's the biggest problem with us, your client? Because you can't serve everybody, right? So let's assume you know who you're serving. Let's just talk about that guy or gal for a second. What's the biggest problem with them even wanting to do business with you? Well, the biggest problem – getting them to want to do business with them is helping them understand that there's eight primary internal practices every company must have to achieve success and four primary external practices they must have to achieve massive success. Okay. And helping them understand that is what either captures their attention and, and has them come talk to us or. And so what's the most compelling of those eight, what do you call it, eight primary internal practices? What do you yeah. consider to be the most critical of those? The most critical is marketing. Because as I mentioned earlier, marketing is where you find your prospects. And so you get marketing, find some so prospects. Hold on a second though. So like, you know how like your marketing department is fighting with you? So I believe in a concept that I may have self-coined a keyword called toilet bowl marketing. I can uh, have all the money I want, but if I don't know who I'm talking to, so is marketing the most important or is the, or is the, the clarity and focus of the, of the founder, which is what, where do we get? Cause I, I, I would love to get in a debate with you about this because that's interesting <laughs> that you pick that first. Doesn't that presuppose I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing? Cause marketing is just pouring gas on a fire, right? No, not if you're doing marketing properly. And that's where the, you know, so many people are spend money out there on marketing and they are, like you mentioned, a toilet bowl. They're, they're, they're flushing money down the toilet. You have to have the, the right marketing team there that knows how to create the avatar, do all the stuff, and target the right prospect uh, or prospects so that you can actually bring the people in and give sales an opportunity to of determine. Course. Yeah, 
to determine if they're really a, the proper people and to convert them from being prospects into clients. Right. But that starts with, so do you think it's the marketing team's responsibility to come up with this avatar? Or do you think it's, because uh, uh, not all executives are marketers. Now in our world, it seems like, you know, it seems like vast majority of them are, but you know, you bring a certain skill set to the table of what you are as an entrepreneur. I don't think it's universal, just like personalities aren't. So whose decision that that's why I think toilet ball marketing, people go first, just marketing to everybody. And they realize they're working with a bunch of people that don't even want to work with or not even really helping. So how, how can we start marketing? We don't know who the heck we're marketing to. And well, is it really the marketing department to figure out who we're marketing to? I think it's management teams problem because we work with the marketing department but you know the CEO the president of the company has also got to work with marketing and you've got to have sales in there because everybody's got intelligence they've all got wisdom and it's a matter of creating synergy between them and and really dr drilling down and and figuring out who your actual avatar is or maybe you've got multiple avatars depending upon the type of business you're in and so you want to have your marketing targeted so it's hitting those particular avatars um, and really bringing in the right prospects. So in your coaching uh, enterprise, are, are you guys focusing more on getting engagements for you, the principal, or are you trying to feed the coaches? Uh, we, we primarily feed the coaches. That's our goal. Okay, gotcha. And so are your coaches across a whole different spectrum? Are they more accountability? Are they business mindset coaches? Where, where do you find most of your coaches mixing up? Our coaches are real world business people like myself that have matured and got to the point in their career where they're, a lot of them are, are doing the coaching on a part-time basis. They only want to work 20 or 30 hours a week but they've got a you know 30 or 40 years worth of experience, knowledge, and wisdom that they're willing to share. So we have a whole training. So where, where, but where are there, like, everybody's got core expertise, right? I mean, like, I'm a lawyer, right? So I, I can never take out, like, that core expertise of mine. So where, where do your coaches come from? The executive, like, MBA side? Like, where are they, what, what skill set do they round out around? Well, again, our coaches works as, as teams. So like if a company's got say an accounting issue that they're dealing with, we'll, we'll assign them a coach for a period of time that's going to help them with accounting. If they've got a, a issue on corporate governance, we'll assign them somebody that's maybe a retired uh, attorney that understands good corporate governance. If it's somebody that's having an issue with quality assurance and quality control, we've so, got So as I hear it, it's like a one-stop thing. So hence the problem of why marketing that's really hard, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. That's tough, right? So which one of those have you guys found you're the best at? We actually have expert coaches in pretty much every department. So But if you just the way the way to prove what you're doing is look back at your revenue. Like which ones are you having the most success with? Cuz you can't well, say everything. Because how's your law department doing? I don't know. I mean, you can't say everything, right? I mean, if I'm being honest, like, if fully accountable, like, that company, even though I spend the vast majority of my time a total CEO, but when I look at the controller engagements, where we are the financial expert that does the work, that's far more lucrative in that business than even our interim CFO or our financial strategist. Like, that's its core thing that that company is really good at. I'd like it to be good at all those other things, 
but it just seems like our most stable, best engagements are at that controller level work. And I'd, by the way, I love the higher margin CFO work to be it, but we're not all things to everybody. And it, it's just kind of, it's the reality of what we are. So like when someone's listening and say, man, I really like this William guy and you want to exactly dial in on where you're the most successful. Who are those people? What is that? Okay. Well, let me, let me explain something to you. We don't do the actual work. We coach people on how to do the work. So if, say, a company's having a problem in the finance department, we're going to help evaluate that problem for them, and we're going to coach them how to, you know, find uh, a forensic auditor if they need it or find another accounting firm and really learn how to do the due diligence on that accounting firm so that they can have somebody else take a look at what's going on and determine whether they've got an issue with the current services that they're using or whether it's an internal problem, external problem, whatever it is. So we coach them through the process. We don't do the work for them. Gotcha. And so how do you, how do you successfully explain that to somebody? That's a long explanation path. So to put that into like a sentence, we coach everybody. Like, how do you make that work? Well, our, our tagline for the company is um, we're, we're all about experience sharing our knowledge, experience, and wisdom to help companies grow and scale their business. That's what we're all about. Pretty loose, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. But there's, you know, we've got a lot of clients and we've got a ton of testimonies. No, it's great. I mean, that's all. I mean. That's how we help people. So it works. Well, the, well, what part works? All of it. We well, have companies come to us with all different types of problems. And we're able to help them, whether it's, see, there's two primary things that we found and that there's lots of. Yeah, now we're having a conversation. Let's hear about that. Okay. okay. Uh, the Harvard Business School, the Kauffman Foundation, the Small Business Association, et cetera, <coughs> all talk about. Is that a cough or a sneeze? Am I supposed to say goodbye coffee. to you? Or? No, right, that's okay. okay. It was like a snuff. I wasn't <laughs> sure what that was exactly. That's cool. All right. Right, not to cough. Um, so uh, they've all found that from the research that they've done, the yeah. primary reason companies fail or, or don't grow is lack of experience is the number one problem. And the number two problem that they have is insufficient capital. And I can attest to that. It was I raised angel capital. I raised venture capital. I've been through the IPO process. Capital is the lifeblood of every business. So raising capital is essential. But it doesn't do you any good to raise capital if you don't know how to use it properly. Well, so you know, I'll tell you, that exact same study, because we have that around here and what we do as a business, if they actually read the entire thing, most businesses who have the injection of dollars without a proper strategy end up failing anyway. Money doesn't Correct. solve problems, right? Right. That's where the experience comes in. Now, experience with execution is the critical part, right? Agreed. So how do you help them execute? Well, we evaluate the management team, who they've got in their company, what's going on, okay. what the strengths and weaknesses are of the company. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot I'm of times. It sounds like a snuff. I'm not sure it's to bless you. It's my new a favorite of, joke for the day. A lot of times, business owners don't know what they don't know. As a matter of fact, all the time they don't know. What yeah, it's like know. an axiom, and isn't it? It's like 100% of the time I don't know what I don't know, right? Right. So consequently, 
you know, when we start talking to them and coaching them and going through stuff with them, we things bubble up to the surface and we get those aha moments. Okay, this is an area that we need to help you on. This is an area that we need to help you on. And it's done through a lot of questions and answers and drilling down on stuff and figuring out where their strengths and weaknesses lie. Gotcha. All right, cool. So when you're in, when you guys get in there or a coach starts working, have you guys, after all these clients and after all this thing, have you identified, forget the Harvard study for a second. Cause I, I agree with you, right? Lack of strategy, right? Um, we can teach people how to do work, right? So you can bring a coach in with wisdom and show them how to fish instead of fish for them. I love that. I also realize that people are broke and spend all their money trying to go market after somebody. They don't even know who the freak they're trying to market after. I get it. Great. When you're inside of the business, have you noticed the one or two biggest struggles you have to deal with with the company? And I don't think we get to go run back to those because those are the, the big things that kill businesses. But then you're inside and, a, and an owner doesn't want to hear those things, right? Because So what are you running into as the bigger resistance points? Well, I think the biggest resistance that we run into with coach or with clients is um, how do I describe it? it? It's getting them to, to see the truth about themselves. Mm, Self-awareness. Yeah. Because, you know, they'll be in denial of stuff and they think they've got everything going perfectly and great. And then when it actually gets down to the nitty gritty and you start drilling down on stuff, it's like, you start hitting those pain points and then they, they start putting up walls because they don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I wrote a book and it's all about kind of your business and everything. I'll just, it's, you might've seen it, but it's, I titled it the CEO's mindset because if you don't have a firm foundation, everything you build above it's complete crap. So I'm really glad to hear that your coaches first issue is to deal with the self-awareness of the client. Now let's get into the ugliness of that. Because you can sometimes go too fast and they're mad at you because they want to fix everyone else's problem, not the thorn in their own paw. How do you get there? What's the first thing you'd say to somebody you right now? Like the first thing you have them do to get that thorn either identified that it's in the paw or out of the paw. How do you, what's the first step you take with your clients? Well, the, we do a lot of Q&A to begin with. We have a whole program uh -huh. that we go through to try to identify the strengths and weaknesses of the company. Well, forget the company for a second. I want to talk about the client, right? Because the client okay. usually starts with that guy, right? And he right. hires you because he wants to fix everybody else, right? Well, yeah. Like, I'll come in, I'll hire you. All right, come on, William. Come to my company. We need to fix my executive team by this. And then, quite honestly, it's like walking into a restaurant. If the hostess is not doing her job correctly, who are we supposed to look at? The hostess I agree. Or the manager? No. You go to the manager, right? right. If the manager is not the self-proprietor, then we go up another level. And so when you deal with the proprietor, what is the first thing you're dealing with? Because it's not the organization, right? Because if we don't have a firm foundation, then it doesn't matter what we do to the company. They're going to go right back to their problems if we don't stabilize the foundation. Agreed. No question about it. Cool. So you're right. It is getting to the owner, the principal of the business that's driving the business. Okay. And making sure that they are seeing what's going on in the business because a lot of times they have blinders on oh, and they funny. don't want to see what's happening. I broke two businesses at least if the ones I'm willing to admit to because I just lack self-awareness. And I, if there's anything I want our audience to hear is if you do not invest in helping somebody help you figure out these blind spots, the odds of you figuring them out on your own are so substantially stacked against you. It's not even funny. And that's why I was excited to have you on the show is 
Like we got to get through our, my mission is to double the size of a hundred thousand small businesses. I'm not doing that alone. And what we've noticed right. is that if we don't have the owners of those businesses dialed into self-awareness. They ain't getting there either. And so just to quote a good old friend of mine, ain't going to get nothing without that. And so that that's for him. He would like that. He'll hopefully listen. To, you know, but, but the point is that, so when you're dealing and wrestling with them about self-awareness, do you usually focus on some of the team and bring them back there or do you just go right and punch them in the mouth? What do you find to be the best solution? on that? Well, again, part of that depends upon the personality of the individual dealing with yeah. because some people can take, take stuff head on yeah. and, and, Others are more okay. sensitive like me and you yeah. kind of go around the corner and then come back and I, I, I'm tracking. Right. All right. So, you know, it, it depends upon the personality. So we use a lot of different tools yep. in doing, doing those evaluations. I'm sure you're awesome at that. That's why like what I care about and I want to help the people who listen. Cause if we help them today, the ones who really want to accelerate and do the other things, they're going to pick up the phone. Hey, let's take a quick second here. I want everyone to know, like, while they're watching us, they can find you. And so the best place to go is right to your company website, right? Antirian.com. Can you spell that for everybody? Okay, it's Antirian, A-N-T-I-R-I-O-N.com. All right, cool. And we'll have that, right? This is a live show. They're in the comments. If you want to get a hold of William and his team, just go to Antirian.com, which is A-N-T-I-R-I-O-N.com, right? Correct. Awesome. And in there, they're a professional coaching company who will come in and help you address the things that are holding you back from rapid growth, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. When we're inside the business, the thing that I've noticed is that the stronger personality operators like me have a hard time raising our hand and saying, I need help. How do you deal with that? <laughs> well, you know, one of the challenges that we do have is with those type of people is getting them not to blame everybody else in the business for the business not succeeding. Amen. We, we start working by looking at trying to figure out what the team is and figuring out where the, where the team's going and how it's working together. Okay. And if, if it's not working together, it's a matter of bringing that leader into the spotlight um, and helping them realize that they're the problem. There's the hardest part of your engagement, buddy, right there, right? Yep, it often is. It's the hardest part. Well, I mean, it's taken me years in my business. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an expert in at least a half of an area, but I, it's taken me a long time. I mean, and it's a daily grind. It's like this thing you got to go back to every day. You know, you, you, you want to blame external factors, no matter how awesome you are at that as, as the leader visionary of your business. So um, what's one bit of advice you could give to that person who's probably doing some amazing things, but what's the first bit of advice? Let's say they don't pick up the call because they suffer from, I don't ask for help.com. What is the first thing you tell them to go do? The first thing I do is, again, we go into the conversation about the eight primary. Let's assume for a second they're not having that conversation with you. What's the best advice we can give them? Go do this. Because that doing that, I bet, leads to picking up the phone. But what's the thing we can have them do? The one thing we can have them do, um, they need to take a hard look in the mirror and figure out whether 
they're the problem or somebody else in their company is the problem. Okay, so since that's virtually impossible to look at your own nightmare because you're so right. deep into it, what's Correct. a good thing we can do to help them succeed at that? And let's assume they didn't pick up the phone, they didn't contact you or me. How do we help them on the first step of the journey of self-awareness? Because having a hard look in the mirror and asking bad questions gets you nowhere, right? True. See, again, normally with our, our clients and prospects that we work with, we talk about what I've done in the past. The, the fact that my very first company, when I started it, I was lucky enough that I, I was in my early 20s. I had a friend of the family come to me and say, William, if you're going to build this business, you need a business coach. And he took me by the hand, led me over to a gentleman he knew and told me I needed to hire him. Cool. And I was young enough and naive enough at the time. I didn't have that, that ego that I've got today. And I went and hired this guy because I hired that guy. In the next seven years, and this back in the 70s, in the next seven years, I took that company from bootstrap to over $12 million in annual revenue. I could have never done that on my own. I would have never succeeded. I would never have had the successes that I've had. So your number one thing that you're recommending is if like the fail rate of looking in the mirror and getting it done is so, it's like most studies have shown that that's over 95%. The odds are stacked against you. It's probably 1%er type stuff, right? Right. So your first bit of advice is to go get, at a minimum, some mentoring help of somebody who's willing to speak honestly to you about your blind spots. Is that your first bit of advice? Absolutely correct. Love it. It's great advice. Now we're friends. We were going to be friends. <laughs> but that's good advice, right? We need people to have that. Whether, you know, alignment of coaching and all that and personality work together, that's like you know, there's a little bit of a sales cycle to your business, right? So it takes some trust and some relationship and dive all in. But the best thing we do is help people really succeed and getting them to raise their hand with someone they trust is the first step, right? So then if you get them to do that, what usually happens? Well, once they, they get a flavor for what we're doing, they want more. And so it's like we, crack, right, William? It's right. like, just get them to taste it a little bit. They want to come back for more. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. And it's as we solve different problems for them and they say, shit, I didn't think about that. And it's so often they, they think, God, I should have known that. But they, they're, they're so down in the rut that they can't see the pasture. You know, outside. It's funny. We hear with our clients, well, you don't understand. And you know, my yeah. classic line back to that is you're right. I'm not living in your nightmare. I can see it way differently than you can. Correct. Right? And totally so, different perspective. Well, but one that allows me to objectively look at it. I'm not, yep. you know, I always joke with my kids, how can you measure the height of a tree when you're standing at the base of it? Mm -hmm. Really hard to do, right? And Agreed. so, right, that's what you're talking about. So then you help them navigate through that idea of, of, of being able to at least temporarily lean on you and your coaches to have more of an objective view of the business. That's correct. Love Absolutely. It. All right, Anything. cool. What's the one thing? We're getting closer to running out of time here, but we're not there yet. But what's one thing you'd like to leave um, our community with? Like, what's one good advice where you are in this season of life? Do this, guys. If nothing else, do this. What would you tell them? Hmm, that's a very good question. You know, um, 
I, I guess the one thing I would tell them to do is read a lot of different types of books. Okay. Because there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of information out there. And if they aren't open to using a coach and, and learning fast and quick, then pick up some books and read some books because there's a tremendous amount of real great wisdom out there in books. I mean, you mentioned the book that you've written, which I'm sure has got yeah. some great value in it. Maybe one or two sentences, but the rest of it, whatever. I mean, they're only going to read one or two sentences of it anyway. Well, so. you know, my newest book that I'm currently writing is called You Can Build a $100 Million Company. And the subtitle to that book is With Lessons from 15 Founders of $100 Million Plus Companies. Nice. Nice. So you, got, you went out and interviewed them. It's your clients, all that kind of stuff, right? Cool. Yeah. Love it. All right. So what I thought, what I love, if I could jump back to what your advice is to make it a level above what you said, you need to go invest in your own, your own growth, right? Right. Whether or not you're not prepared to go and get the fast track, because a coach just helps you fast track it. And Absolutely. You mistakes, right? Or you could go down to the book level and start there. But in either case, the, the studies are compelling. They say, speak for themselves. The owners and entrepreneurs who are willing to invest in their own growth are the ones that have the more stable, the better growing, rapid growth companies. Is that true? And profitable. And profitable. Right. Yeah. We, that's why we wrote a book called False Profits because we don't want to just make a big company that doesn't make any money, right? It's got to make That's money. right. All right, cool. William, this has been fun, man. I really have enjoyed having you on the show today. It's been great, Vinny. I appreciate your time. So if we want to find you, we just go right to the website that's in the comments here. And for our listeners, that's interin.com, A-N-T-I-R-I-O-N.com, right? And you say Correct. that Antirin? Antirian. Antirian. I keep it's saying. actually... Uh, if we had more time, I'd tell you the story behind, but it's actually a Greek name. Ah. And there's a whole story behind the name. Can they read about that on your website? Yes, they can. See, we bait and switched him, William. We got to make him go there and read it. <laughs> Why do we want to tell him? Let's make them go and read that. Sounds awfully compelling. So if you want to hear more about the story of that company, I'd encourage you to go to William's website and learn more about why you need to invest in your growth. And if you do, that'll lead to massive and rapid profitable growth of your company. William, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Vinny. Have a great day. You too.